Fred and Fritz, Fred and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you are with us on this day. We're live in the one thirty hour Eastern time on platforms like uh, Facebook and others. I've got myself a list. Let's not fiddle and diddle. Let's not no daddle fiddling. and doodle. No fiddling, diddling, daddling, or doodling. Mm-mm. Uh, it's Ron versus Don for revenge is a dish best served cold. Mm. That award it's given out every year. And now yeah. we have Ron versus Don on that one. Uh, it's a new loser leaves town match. Uh, the greatest August 1969 rock festival ever. And you know which one I'm talking about. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. No, 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 no. It's not that one. Not that one. Jared the Flipper? Hmm. Michael Cohn thinks so. Um, the prospect of a lot of rainy nights in Georgia when the lights go out in Georgia for Don. And what a what a crowd. Biggest crowd ever this day outside of that courthouse in Washington. Have you seen it, Brett? It's oh. and Rudy plays the borscht belt. Rudy Ooh. plays the borscht belt. Let's do let's do start with Rudy. Let's start with last one first because there's a lot of speculation about Rudy. Uh Rudy Rudy Giuliani, who is most assuredly uh, co-conspirator number one in the indictment that came out this week. A lot of speculation about his future, if the Donald is going to turn on him, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Britt, when you're Rudy, you only settle for number one, don't you? <laughs> you don't become America's mayor by being a a loser, do you? Now, are you going to get to the disgusting things he said to that woman? Is that part of your, your plan here? Why would you think that I would label this Rudy plays the borscht belt if I wasn't? Oh, dear God, in heaven. This is right, so there's great. this lawsuit. There's this lawsuit against Rudy that we've kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Uh, it was filed a few months ago by a woman named Noel Dunphy. She was a former associate of his, and she's accusing him of making derogatory remarks about the Jews and being sexually aggressive to her. Pick which one is more offensive. Go ahead. Uh, I haven't lawyers. seen what he's... I mean, I saw some of the stuff he said. I think it was like get over Passover. It was 3,000 years ago. Wasn't that one oh, of the... Oh, 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 oh. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. And there's there are recordings. I don't have them yet. And probably if I did have them, I couldn't figure out how to play them. So... <laughs> anyway, a transcript is part of the lawsuit says that Giuliani claimed Jewish men had small penises compared to Italians. As you know, that's often a contest. If you've been in a locker room, you know know how that works. According to the transcript, Rudy says, (laughs) the way natural selection works, Jewish men have small cocks because they can't use them after they get married. Rimshot. Whereas the Italian men use them all their lives so they get bigger. And that came after Rudy made his comment that the Jews need to quote get over the Passover. It was three thousand like years the ago. The Facebook. It, <laughs> that, right? it was. He, he literally says it was three thousand years ago. Come on. That's right. 
That's right. They want to go through freaking Passover all the time. Man, oh, man, get over the Passover. It was like 3,000 years ago. Okay, the Red Sea parted. Big deal. Not the first time that happened. I would like to pass over his dead body on the way to getting somewhere I want to go. I mean, does that count? It's funny. This is a a pure coincidence. Last night, we were uh, uh, playing, let's put on one uh, one of the streamers and pick something stupid to watch that we might otherwise not think about and we watched a, uh, it's on amazon it's a it's a documentary it's right there up up front and it's about the history of kutcher's which is oh, you know one yeah. of the the uh, gigantic uh, catskills resorts that was right. in business for a you know, hundred years and if all those kind of died in the last 15 20 years forever i mean if, if the reference point of course for most people is dirty dancing okay <laughs> Anyway, it's the history of Kutcher's and, and all the, the great things that it was to so many people, including their sports, uh, their sports legacy. Because remember, all the famous boxers would go up there to practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'd be a train for a fight. Yeah. They, they would train up there, yeah. and they had, a, uh, they had an annual basketball game every year, charity basketball game, for mm-hmm. a guy named Maurice Stokes, who was going to be the biggest star in the NBA going into the 1960s. And he had a stroke. He had a stroke and he could, you know, he was confined to a wheelchair. Anyway, the Kutcher's got all the great players of that era from, uh, well, he was Lou Alcindor. Then he became Kareem. (laughs) He was there then. And Oscar Robertson and Kuzi. They all play. So anyway, and and the, the glue in the documentary is clips of one comedian a guy named freddie roman i don't ever heard of freddie roman freddie roman would be the quintessential jewish borscht belt one-liner guy okay very very funny guy no doubt about it and i thought well gee maybe rudy giuliani could have been up there doing these kinds of jokes right Uh, the jews versus the Ridiculous. I, Ridiculous. I have to insist now that you move on to the disgusting things he said about her body. <laughs> we have to get to the really, because this will, this will, we've heard the bad stuff about the Jews, and that's in one corner. And now I want you to say the bad stuff he said about her breasts, and then we can compare and contrast those two and see which is worse. According to one of the transcripts from March 4th, 2019. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani told Ms. Dumphy, I want to own you officially. Uh, later on in the year, he allegedly made comments about Dunphy's breasts saying, come here, big tits. Give them to me. I want to claim my tits. On August 18th, 2019, he officially said that he was aroused by her, saying he couldn't think about her at all without becoming sexually excited. Uh, even, if an, even if I think about how smart you are, I get hard. I never even think about a girl being smart. If you told me a girl was smart, I'd often think she's not attractive. America's mayor, ladies and gentlemen, he'll be here all week. <laughs> now, uh, if you, it, it, there is one situation, like he, he goes, hey, give me those tits. I want those tits. Let me those few tits. Those are my tits. If you're in a relationship with someone and, and you, the woman says to the guy, hey, I like it when you talk dirty to me and say stuff like that. It's okay to do that. That's okay. That's fine. He wasn't in any way, and she hated it, and it was terrible. And I, I was only, it's really awful. And I was laughing because someone would feel comfortable doing that. Someone would feel so divorced from reality. 
so delusional, so entitled that they would feel like it's okay to say that publicly, well, like with the words well, out of your mouth, audible to the world. It's it's just a it's just a bizarre power thing that he has, and thank goodness that uh, that happened so many years before women's liberation, the Me Too movement. Oh, I'm sorry, it happened two years ago. Yeah, no, it's, years like, ago. <laughs> it's like less than a thousand days ago. It's really fairly recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the phrase you've often heard associated with Rudy Giuliani these past few years when the uh, article you read is titled whatever happened to Rudy Giuliani <laughs> what happened to this guy it's well he may have lost a step or two I don't think he's lost a step, <laughs> or, lost two. A step or two okay. the the truth of the matter is More the outlier that. in his public life is that period in and around 2001 September 11 yeah. 2001 that's Absolutely. the outlier yeah the feature is all this other stuff. The bug was that, that 2000, that 2001 period. He was not a popular mayor before September of 2001. He kicked his wife out of the mayor's mansion. It was a huge scandal. And people have changed their opinion based on September the 11th, 2001, about Rudolph Giuliani. Completely and totally. I mean, okay, I'll give you the fact that when- You know what? You know, Giuliani is like a guy- He's like a recording artist. He had one great hit record. Okay. And he he should have lived off the royalties of that forever. He didn't have to try to do anything else. And and it's it's like that story that we we uh we talked about a few months ago. It's a great, great uh uh podcast about the guys who did my Sharona, the knack. The knack, yeah. Several of them have lived off of the royalties. Yeah. of that song forever yeah. Yeah. you know what and they never topped it they didn't get themselves in trouble but that's what you do you it's, do it's, that but not rudy not rudy. It's chubby, it, chubby checker if chubby checker would have just gone away and, and but no if chubby checker went out and decided hey i'm gonna rape a bunch of women that's what i'm gonna do for eh, no no just go away uh, he's carly ray jepson carly ray jepson had a hit earlier this century with call me maybe now she's tried and she hasn't done very well but you know she's done okay but she, she didn't go anyone. out there trying to she didn't go trying to abduct children, for example. Yeah. She didn't try to do that. All right. So that's uh that's enough for uh that's enough for Rudy there. Uh let's do the Ron versus Don for the Revenge is a Dish Best Served Cold Award. That's right. It's the new Loser Leaves Town match coming up. And uh let's start with the way uh Trump has been speaking for for many many years using all kinds of violent imagery very often at those rallies in particular uh once you heard him start to talk about abortion right he yeah. would get so graphic and so blood just uh, and the vibe take him out and beat the hell out of all, all those kinds of things and and now right trump is the i am your revenge guy <laughs> and let's not even Let's let's hold off on talking about what's going on today about that. Yeah. But he's the he's the I am your revenge guy. So here's Ron DeSantis, who was last week. It was a uh, time for a reset, retool, right? And uh, uh, here he is uh, over the weekend. Now the story is kind of just getting published in the last day or so, saying that he would quote start slitting throats on day one when it comes to taking on the deep state. 
So you have the revenge guy, right? The revenge guy who's going to take out every person that ever dissed him, Trump. Yeah. Right? And then you have the I'm going to start slitting throats guy who thinks he can compete with that in terms of the violent imagery. Ooh, who who to support in the Republican primary? Which one's better, Brit? Come on. Whose throat is he going to slit? Whose throat will he slit? Goofy's? Is that, is that what we're looking at? Well, Ron? this is when it, it comes to, to, to taking on the deep state. Yeah, deep and, state. And, and, it, it gets kind of even worse than that because he was uh, at some event being hosted by, and uh, uh, speaking of uh, oldies who had one hit and then uh, should have gone away, but they keep trying to make comebacks and it never works for them. Senator Scott Brown. Yeah, there we go. Remember Senator Scott Brown? Senator Scott, Scott yes. Brown. Yes. Uh, didn't he did he fill out the uh, rest of the term from senator Correct. ted kennedy there was a special election after, after senator kennedy died in massachusetts yeah. and yeah. he was he took it he was going to be the tea party guy yeah. he was going to be the guy that took down obama and he was going to be they were fashioning him for a short period of time as the president that was going to go against obama in 2012 and take him down so he's done nothing since then. I think he was okay. on Fox for about six weeks. Correct. He, he bombed there. Uh, God, it's not the first time that DeSantis has used the terminology. Last month during an interview on the uh, fantastic Real America's Voice channel. If you have Roku, you can find it. It's dreadful. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's 12 steps to the right of, of Fox. DeSantis used the expression when talking about how he would change the hierarchy at the Department of Defense. I think that you take a flag officer or general officer who recently retired and you make them secretary of defense. Huh? I think that's a mistake. Uh, you know, they may have to slit some throats and it's a lot harder to do that if these people. Jesus, Christ, what the hell is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with him? Slitting throats. Uh, whatever happened to the old bullet in the back of the head? Sure, <laughs> sure. Blow up your car. Come on, that's a that's a good yeah. one. That's a classic. Yeah. Why can't we? Why can't we start blowing up some cars? Like you said back in the day, you would uh, turn on the radio when you were living in Cleveland. All of a sudden, a car would just spontaneously combust in Youngstown every morning. Just boom, there it is, and it, it's a car goes up. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess. When the bar gets lowered, everybody goes down to meet the bar, and then the bar gets lowered even more. I would sum that one up that way. All right. Um, Jared the Flipper? Hmm. Or the prospect of a lot of rainy nights in Georgia for Don when the lights go out in Georgia? Uh Well, you had the biggest August 1969 rock festival ever, and it's not the one that you think. I like this one. I ran yeah. into this by by uh, accident. I will admit to you, I did not know about this. Uh, two weeks before Woodstock, which would be like right now in the month of August, because Woodstock was, I think, uh, August nineteenth, twentieth of that year, late mm-hmm. late in the month. There was a rock festival called the Atlantic City Pop Festival. Most people haven't. There's hardly any film or video of it uh crowds do not storm the site you don't get the poetry you don't get the 
documentary, but there were 100,000 people there. Pretty good. And when you hear this lineup, you're going to go, fuck, I would have rather been there than Woodstock because most of the acts who were at Woodstock uh, were were already there, uh, already did show up. And in a just spectacular moment here, the page just blew up in my face. Let me find <laughs> and, and, and by the way, there is absolutely no reason why that page would blow up because I, you know, I just linked to it the way it was everything else. It's just sitting there looking at me. I'll get it back in a second here. There you go. Let me read off the people who were there. Janis right. Joplin, Jefferson Airplane, Credence, Iron Butterfly, Canned Heat, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Frank Zappa, Mothers of Invention, Three Dog Night, The Birds, Procol Harum, Mary Hopkin, <sighs> Johnny Winter, Joni Mitchell, Hugh Masekela, Moody Blues, Chicago Transit Authority, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, B.B. King, the Buddy Rich Big Band, the Crazy World of Arthur Brown, Fire, Joe Cocker, Little Richard, Sir Douglas Quintet, Santana, Booker T and the MGs, Tim Buckley, and uh, Dr. John. How about mm-hmm. that? Um, no and nobody Havens. knows about it. No Richie Havens, no Country Joe and the Fish. That place sucked. No, it's good, yeah. though. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty cool. That's well. Uh, it's, it's interesting who, because, you know, what, what, so what happens? Why does nobody know about this? And it actually uh, does point to what we're going through right now. If there isn't video, we don't believe it. We didn't see it. We don't know about it. We don't care about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to what's going to happen here if Trump's trial is not televised and i'm speaking specifically about the one we're talking about where he's getting arraigned today on thursday today as as we speak if if that one is not televised because that's going to be the one that has all of the witness testimony that you've ever wanted including the person who appears to be on their way to being the star witness mike pence but uh Maybe drafting behind him is son-in-law Jared Kushner. Michael Cohn is absolutely positive that Jared has flipped. Okay, uh, mm, that's that's a delicious his, irony. That would be fantastic. Uh, Cohn was on CNN Wednesday night. I don't even ask him like, about uh, the uh, the big pick six. That group. And of course, you know, there's no mention of Jared. And uh, I doubt that he would be number six if number six is only termed to be some kind of consultant or something. That's, that's, that's not, but it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. That's even, I don't um, even think uh, Francis Ford Coppola could have imagined that level of, of craziness yeah. with Jared flipping. That'd be, that'd be great. Cohn is so positive that Jack Smith doesn't just have the T's crossed and the I's dotted, it's that no one is going to escape here he's positive that rudy has already spoken and has flipped i hope he hope he did some of that 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 great comedy too while he was testifying (laughs) hey go off topic for a second hey bailiff those tits are mine yeah 
But the fact that uh, no Jared is mentioned at all leads Cohn to believe that that's the reason that uh, Jared Kushner, who, and these are Michael Cohn's words, he was secretary of everything. How is it possible he's not listed here? He was there on Donald's lap the entire time from the day Donald entered the White House till the day he left. Is that true? Is that true? Was he there through all of this or had they jumped ship a few weeks, a few months earlier? My, my recollection is that last year they were, they had taken a powder because they could see the Titanic was definitely going down. Yeah. Now, not that that Michael Cohn isn't prone to exaggerate or has an understandable ax to grind here, but I think for a long time though, he, he did very much rely. I mean, Trump did rely on Jared for almost anything and anything was run by him. And he was, sort of a de facto chief of staff. He was sort of a de facto secretary of state. I mean, it was disgusting. He was a for, sort of a de facto um, political director. Oh, God, that was awful. God, I can't wait well, to go back to that. His his Middle East negotiating skills really put him uh, far and above everybody else. So if he well, flips the on Abraham him. Accords, those were great. Okay. That's all, that's they, all they go to. Something that wasn't the worst thing in the world. Big fucking deal. Shut up. The, the, this is like their huge foreign policy triumph that they just shove in everybody's faces as fucking Abraham Accords. And, and by the way, Jared got a little bit of a tip. Uh, you know, the screen said, uh, Abraham Accords, how much would you like to tip? Zero, 20, <laughs> yeah. 40, or two billion. Not yeah. Two billion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got paid for that. Billion. So if, if Jared's on the outs and he flips on, uh, you know, his father-in-law, well, that's going to really change whether I can vote for him in 2024, because if he's not going to have Jared to, to rely on, I, I just don't think I can vote for Donald Trump. Well, plus, uh, again, this scrambles the Thanksgiving table settings. Oh, it really does. On who's going to be sitting where. That, to me, that's that's one of the greatest things is that the, the Trump family, uh, which, by the way, closest ever. If you've ever seen the Waltons, exactly like that, except with a lot more money and not the dusty streets of that stupid town in Virginia. Uh, I, I, I'd love to see them at each other's throats by the time this thing is all over. I'd like to see Donnie not speaking to uh, Eric. I'd like to see no one speaking to Ivanka. I'd like to see people forgetting about Tiffany. Well, that's what they do anyway. So no change there. Uh, and and Barron uh, just kind of wandering, asking uh, Newsmax if it's time for him to come on for his hit. I'd love to just, uh, that's what I would like to see at the end of this thing. <laughs> the entire family. You, really hate, you know, you really hate families, don't you? you a big, big anti-family. <laughs> we had a meeting one time. This is another, this is another great Don Curtis story. We had another meeting when we were doing some promotion or something and someone in, it may have been, I can't, it was one of the, one of the bosses that worked in Raleigh goes, Hey, Hey, just one. Don Curtis told me to remind Brad and Britt, WPTF stands for We Protect the Family. Okay? It's flagship station of our – and I, I'm like, do we destroy the family? Has the Brad and Britt motto been that we've broken up families? Because I don't recall that. I don't think that we've done that. You and your shock jock brand of humor. Yeah. Yep, I still suffer for it this day. <laughs> You and your shock jock brand of humor. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Georgia. Let's look ahead to Georgia because now we've got three indictments under our borscht belt here. 
and uh, we expect for those to come down in the next few weeks for sure out of Georgia uh, in an interview with the uh, AJC. That's what we in uh, the news business call the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You, you civilians, I know you don't get our inside lingo, but I'll try to be a little bit less inside. A lot of us locals here in Cobb County call it the Atlanta urinal constipation. (laughs) The former district attorney of Gwinnett County, his name is Danny Porter, interviewed with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, said that Trump cannot pardon himself on state charges. We kind of knew that. Knew that, yeah. But the Georgia's pardon laws would make it very hard for even a Republican governor to get him off the hook as well ha here's the explanation george is one of the few states not to give its governor broad pardon powers and they shift the power to the state board of pardons and parolees or paroles i guess you say it that's an independent board with five members appointed by the governor and even if all five of those appointees from the governor are hell-bent on pardoning trump the regulations, they get you every time. To be considered for a pardon, Don, listen closely. You have to first complete all your prison sentences at least five years before you can apply. <laughs> Start to add up. The guy's 78, right? Yeah, Start to yeah. do the math on this. You have to have lived a, quote, law-abiding life in the intervening years, have no pending charges against them, and have paid all their fines in full. I would say the likelihood of a life sentence coming out of Georgia maybe maybe more likely than, than than anywhere else. There's no way he gets out of this if they convict him in Georgia, and it's questionable whether the current Republican governor, who actually hates Trump, Brian Kemp, would go out of his way to help him. Because remember, Trump tried to primary Brian Kemp in 2022 in retaliation for Kemp refusing to help him overturn his loss in Georgia in 2020. You know, the loss that really wasn't a loss because Brad Raffensperger just wouldn't go out and find 11,780 votes. Give me a break. Yeah. So, state of Georgia, that's it. That's going to be the ball game. Well... And again, as, allow as much, me to as revel. Much as what we, we think this is going to be the ball game right now. Uh, that's going to be the ball game. Allow me to revel in the fact that, again, it's going to be a, a black female prosecutor in Georgia and a black female judge that he's going to be looking at today. I love that. Uh, I haven't I haven't shared this on the uh, Brad and Brit cast, but the judge in the case today, the federal case, the case, the January 6th thing, the lying about the election case that's going to be uh, he's going to be in court for today got her law degree from the University of Pennsylvania, which is the same school that Donald John Trump got his undergraduate degree from. The irony is delicious, delightful, and delectable. Yeah, it never hurts. <laughs> Maybe they know the, uh, the the secret UPenn. Are they the Quakers? Quakers. Is that the, yeah. Maybe they know a secret handshake that we don't. I believe they have the uh, largest. They have the largest academic staff of any Ivy League school, Brad. Largest academic staff. You know, if if Trump and you've you've heard 
his lawyer or lawyers out there the last few days and their their general line of defense which is going to be no defense whatsoever revolves around the fact that he truly believed that he won even though 12 times in the indictment there's rock solid proof that he knew he lost but the lawyers are out there saying that this has been a criminalization of thought and of speech which it is not it is no. of conduct no. it is what you did but okay so they're out there it's, they're out there lying right um, about this uh trump if if he is going to make the case or if his lawyers are going to make the case that he truly believed it, guess what? He would have to testify to that himself on the witness stand. You could not have the lawyers just say, because they would be secondhand for this particular aspect of a defense. They weren't there. They can't just transmit Trump saying to them, well, I believed it. We already know that he's been out there lying for you know three years mm-hmm. about it. He would have to take the stand. And what's what's rule one in defending Donald Trump? Never allow him to testify. So th- th- this is all PR bullshit spin right now at the beginning of this. And as you get closer to an actual trial, whether it's this year or or next year, whenever. It's the old, you know what? The mind begins to focus the closer you get to a yeah, trial. Yeah, because you're close to your reality. reality yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, so uh, in other words, they can be out there saying anything they want right now, these lawyers. That, oh, that no. doesn't matter. Yeah, but when it comes it down to matter, it, you're done. So, yeah, uh, yeah the, the free speech aspect is, if you, anyone cares to read the indictment, it is addressed very early on, and it's put to, to, put to bed very early. You're allowed to lie. You are. You you, you can lie all you want in public. That's right. That does not give you the right to then go ahead and uh, foment insurrection, make plans to deny people's right to select the president of the United States. That, that That doesn't give you that right. It doesn't. And I, I really, I, I really like, I really like the way that he's piggybacked Jack Smith and the prosecutors have piggybacked on the fact that already a thousand people have been convicted of the conduct that unless again, you, you come from, you know, planet Xenon that you would not believe that their conduct was in part or wholly the result of the actions, not just the words of Donald Trump in creating fake electors in doing all of the things that he was doing to pressure elected officials across the uh, coincidentally seven important states. Um, And if you work in reverse, if they don't prosecute Donald Trump for the very same things that hundreds of people now over a thousand have been convicted of, then that isn't just a two-tiered justice system. That's a two-tiered justice system, and yeah. Donald Trump gets all the breaks. 
But they would have you believe that Donald Trump is the victim and is the victim of an unfair prosecution. No, he would be be the recipient of an unfair non-prosecution Yeah, if this were to let fly by. Let him fly by. So. That's been the case the entire time. Is yeah, We have a two-tier justice system, and it's always slanted in favor of people like Donald Trump. Always. It's always slanted in favor of them. Well, That's how it goes. And you know what happens? Occasionally, when a really famous, really rich person, I'll pick a name out here. Ready? Michael Milken. Yeah. Uh, when he got convicted of all the financial crimes that he was undoubtedly guilty of, he, he hasn't spent the last 30 years fighting his convictions back from the Gordon Gecko era mm-hmm. of uh, being a, a criminal. Um, there were some folks, well, he's a victim. He, he got picked on because he's a rich person. No, 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 no. It, 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 honestly, and it, it, you've heard it said over the past, if anybody's getting picked on because of their, their notoriety and because of where they are, it's Hunter Biden. It's Hunter Biden right now who right got that now, deal. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not a fan of Hunter Biden. The guy cuts his own throat not, most of the time. A lot of yeah. Brit, a lot of us are. Oh, I know. I've got the poster in my bedroom like we all do at uh, the weekly Christ. meetings. By the way, I was talking to a hitman about murdering you, uh, just exercising my First Amendment rights to free speech. I was just doing that a moment ago. So uh, that, that, that happened. And if you try to take away that First Amendment right to my free speech – you're fucking me over, okay? So stop doing that. All right, what have we left on the uh, what have we left on the table here? Let me look at my notes here. For oh, just by the way, uh, as as we uh, as we we speak, just a few hours before the official arraignment, it's been noted in several different venues that uh, this is by far the largest gathering of people ever. It's like five Woodstocks out in front of the courthouse in Washington, right? Wrong. Uh, this is another one of these. There are more people from the press. There are more TV and news media people than there are uh, actual Donald Trump supporters waving Trump flags. So his when I was, it's law of diminishing returns, isn't it, Britt? Each one of these yeah. uh, works two different ways. One, in general, his support fades, but his ratings among Republican primary voters get a little bit stronger each time. And then he brags about how he just loves the fact that this has happened to him. He's just thrilled. He wants you to know how excited he is to be getting arrested for you. I'm doing this for you. No, you're not. Is he? No, you're not. What's my benefit of that whole thing? Um, I'm looking at this because I was actually part of a an abortion rights protest in D.C. in uh, 1989. And I'm trying to look up what it was because at that time it was one of the largest. Um, here we go. Organizers of that demonstration estimated crowd size at more than 600,000. Police put the crowd at about 300,000. Okay. Uh, Britt, that's nothing compared to what... Okay. <laughs> so I'll take... So it, so, it sounds like there's about 30 people. <laughs> 30 people? Uh, 30? Like... And if that's like like part of your family, could you be like, hey, 
uh, Jimmy, could you not be on camera? Could you duck behind a cone or something when they sweep the camera? Because I, yes, yeah, so a lot capital of letters at, at in capital letters at a minute past noon. Yeah, he blurted out, "I am now going to Washington D.C. to be arrested for having challenged a corrupt, rigged, and stolen election." It is a you know, it's isn't it fantastic that he is continuing to lie in the same way with the same language, with the same intent that got him into the pickle that he is in right now. These are all decisions made by Donald Trump. Back to his screed. I'm being arrested because I challenged a corrupt, rigged, and stolen election. It is a great honor because I'm being arrested for you. Make America great again. Um <laughs> Doing it for you. This is, you know, of course, to, to most of us, this is just delusional bullshit. Uh, come on, you got to be kidding. I guess there are lots of folks who, who eat that up and, and have internalized it and believe that uh, he is a walking martyr uh, on behalf of them. It'd be great. But, like the boss at work. I'm banging my secretary for you, honey. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. Okay. Do you understand? <laughs> There's no original thoughts there. There's nothing going on there. But I have to ask you, how do you think this indictment is going to impact his chances of being the Republican nominee? For the 2024 you're going to ask me that every day because <laughs> it's me that every every day. it's literally the stupidest question you can i think we can all agree that's literally the dumbest question but they oh, like no the, I, the cable- I can fashion it in a more stupid way if you wish <laughs> yeah. because any any question that you start off with the words are you concerned about <laughs> or how much are you concerned about and for this you would say uh how concerned are you that this this arraignment that this indictment will just make donald trump a stronger candidate (laughs) for the election see it's like but you have to it's like the standard default you have to ask that on cable and then you have to have a panel of people debate well i just don't know his supporters are gonna look well the people it's not gonna help him in swing states i don't know about female voters how's it gonna do it it's it's just the dumbest shit but they have to do it every single time they just absolutely have to do it no no, here's the thing. They don't. They do. They can't stop. They, they can't. And now uh, I don't. I don't know how much Fox that you watched. I was getting some of the highlights. It's like, well, this is some really suspect timing. All this Hunter Biden stuff's coming out, oh, and all of a sudden they throw this indictment yeah. down. It's like, isn't it the greatest? Isn't they, they, it uh, the greatest? Okay, they're 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 playing this card, and and even Trump is there. Why didn't they do this two and a half years ago? <laughs> There's a reason we already talk about this, and um, it's again at, at this point it's now a non-starter. <laughs> it's a non-starter, and uh, I think that we have to pay attention to the money flow around the campaign. It's rather clear that uh, apparently the richest person to ever run for president the richest person to ever be president has no money (laughs) it's done and there is no such thing as a modern presidential campaign where the person with no money no money 
begging for money wins out in the end. When John McCain's campaign was on life support in 2008, remember? He was just about done. And then he caught fire. And he caught fire, in effect, because he's John McCain. And he had a good personality. And generally, people liked him, even people that wouldn't vote for John McCain. He had something going for him. So he was able to, to, to pull it out, and he got the, the nomination. Then, of course, we were robbed of having Sarah Palin as a vice president. <laughs> that yeah, aside. That's when things crashed and burned. It was around yeah, that, Labor Day of 2008. Right, but, that but things really... That, that aside, we have you know, Ron DeSantis and we have Donald Trump, apparently both approaching some kind of uh, uh, monetary Armageddon for some reason because the... Uh, the people who do the donating. And again, they're tracking this with each successive um, indictment, the amount of money that instantly goes into Trump as he blasts out fundraising solicitations, it's been going down. It went down after the first one for the second one. It's going to go down again today because even as stupid as we believe the rubes are who keep sending this guy money or even more so have been tricked into uh, a negative option the kind where it says would you like to donate to the uh, save america for donald trump campaign and then at the very bottom it's got a box it says if you don't check this box we're going to keep we're going to keep billing you for this uh, you know every two weeks forever okay but you still got to get new people in all the time. You can't depend on the old. And they're tracking this apparently now every day. You used to have to wait a couple weeks or a month to find out how much money came in. But now I guess it's, it's, a, it's a daily thing. So we'll know pretty quickly whether the thrill of another indictment for uh, some, some pretty serious things. And even on Fox – the truth punches through occasionally. It, it doesn't live very long. It's like a plant that you don't water. It, it dies pretty quickly, but it does punch through every once in a while. And they do put the graphics up that tell you what the charges are. And then they go away and they're subsumed by total bullshit. For I mean, I, I understand that. But that's what I always thought would happen in the end, and I hope I turn out to be right here, that the collective weight of all this on top of him will not allow the election of Donald Trump to the presidency of the United States again. And that's not to say, oh, he can't, he could win. I know all that, but I'm saying that we are watching it. It's happening. And you can only lie so much. You can, and, and I guess the the real uh, question is: Is Donald Trump a better mafia don than John Gotti was? Because he's going to have to be better than John Gotti, who eventually did get convicted and died in prison. He spent the last, yeah. I believe, it was twelve or fifteen years in prison. They finally got him. They finally got him. And I feel like we're really approaching that John Gotti moment with trump although the difference is i think john Gotti got bigger crowds outside of the courthouse <laughs> he did the, the, 
the, the couple times he did get um so did joey joey butafuco everybody got bigger yeah, crowds than everybody this. got bigger crowds trump is just he's shit in the bed on on thursday here in in washington dc and uh uh, Even though when Aaron Hernandez got in trouble for the stuff that he got in trouble with, all the stupid Patriots crowd. fans big outside crowd. the court. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even want to tell you what kind of standing room only crowds Rudy got when he played Grossinger's back in uh, 81. <laughs> yeah, big time stuff. Big time stuff, you know. 